and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And if you've been listening to us week to week, we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Again. For a variety of reasons. Most notably the fact that I've been in and out of the hospital for the last couple weeks. Yep. Had a couple surgeries. Been in a lot of pain. And um, it stinks. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's it. You're not, not going to tell them that you weren't, like, dying or anything. No, I wasn't dying. Yeah. Because that's what most people are going to think. Oh, my God, he was going to die. No, I was just just uh, not doing that great. Just just life complications. Mm-hmm. And we also t- took a little bit of uh, time off because we were trying to get ready for Saluki Khan in Carbondale, Illinois. And so if you were... And we were very ready. We were. We had everything we needed. Yeah. We implemented new, a new element to our panel. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was great fun. I think everybody had fun. We had something like uh, 60 people at the panel, standing room only. So if you attended that panel, we thank you so much. It means It really does mean a lot to us that people actually care about what we're doing here with the podcast as we go chapter by chapter the Harry Potter saga and I'm reading the books for the first time and Jessica's reading them for about the 85th time. But I love it, that it's a different number every time you say it. Well you keep reading them in, in between us recording. No I don't. Yeah, you, you've read all you read all of them six times. <laughs> no I have very specifically not read and not watched the movies while we're in this process. I currently have a headache that I can put my finger on right above my left eyeball <laughs> and I don't know if it's a side effect of the medical issues I've been having lately or if it's just me being me <laughs> but if uh, we also had like a 60 degree weather swing here so if at any point you hear me just go Ugh! <laughs> that's just the piercing pain in my forehead but I trudge on <laughs> Because I want to bring the show to you, the listeners. He's a trooper. And you can... Uh, He's a Hufflepuff. He just wants to make people happy. I just want to make you guys happy. That's all I want to do. And you can make me happy by following the show on whatever podcast platform and leaving us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform that is, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And... Uh, you can also follow, find us on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at BroomsticksB. That's Broomsticks, the letter B. No spaces, no uh, underscores. And you can email us, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. But today we're talking about Chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So I'm going to recap Chapter 11 because it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while. Since we have talked about this book. It's been a while. Since I last saw you. <laughs> I 
<laughs> you, you've seen me. You've seen me. But you never see them. This is a I saw some of them at, at the Comic-Con. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it has been a while. We got anything going on next weekend? This coming week? Yeah, next this upcoming week? week. I got people texting me right now asking me what's going on next weekend. I'm going lure coursing. Oh, so no. Nothing for me then. Nothing for you. You <laughs> gotcha. are free and clear to do whatever you want next weekend. Awesome. That's another reason we got to get this one in this this podcast in this weekend because yeah. I will be gone next weekend. Yeah. We might try to get another one in this week too because we need to play catch up and uh, satiate the uh, listeners. Yes. So chapter 11. Jennifer is very upset. Well, we t- I'm sorry, Jennifer. Well, we talked about last time. We'll make it up to you uh, if and when you come to St. Louis in the near future. Summer. This summer, that's the plan. Uh, chapter 11 was the Firebolt. And I'm going to do a little recap here. It was Christmas time at... It's Christmas time at Hogwarts. And Harry, Ron, and Hermione are all staying at Hogwarts. And spending their Christmas break at, as paralegals, scouring the Hogwarts library, trying to find anything that might help Hagrid's legal situation, uh, i.e. keeping his job and his hippogriff alive after the Malfoy debacle in Care of Magical mm-hmm. Creatures class. We also mm-hmm. have a Christmas dinner where McGonagall makes fun of Trelawney the whole time, which was nice. pretty cool. Uh, Harry gets a mysterious gift, which was a state-of-the-art firebolt Quidditch broom from an unknown source you gotta love secret admirers i mean especially secret admirers that send you very really really expensive stuff i've never had like a secret admirer send me something you know maybe like a secret santa or something send me something that's like five bucks you got like chips that one time at one time i got chips so we do this thing at my school (laughs) that's like a uh you sign up at the beginning of the year you fill out like a uh a list of like all the your favorite color your favorite activity your favorite drink your favorite candy snack. bar snack yeah all this stuff hot. favorite sports we team. did hot drink and cold drink at our and school. you're supposed to uh turn that in and then you get somebody else's list and throughout the school year it's kind of nice because you leave little gifts for this person it's supposed to be like once a month and then like something at christmas and then something at the end of the at the end of the year you give them something you reveal who you were but basically, it's supposed to be nice because you get little uh, gifts in your mailbox throughout the year. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Like, you might go in your mailbox one time, and there'll be a candy bar in there for you. That's a nice little surprise, nice. especially if you're having a bad day. You might have a soda in there. You might have a coloring book. You might have a T-shirt from your favorite sports team. You might have, you know, just a variety of things. A pen, you know, a cool pen, uh, something, you know, stationary with your name on it. Something like that. And I took really good care of my person. Yes. Now, the person that I had was not, the, the likelihood of that was the same person that had me yeah. is, is probably not true. Because the person I had, I think, would have taken good care of me. Uh, whoever had me, at all school year, I got like one bag of chips. And, like, a little a, bag. Like a little bag. A little, little bag of Doritos. Bag. And uh, that's all I got. And then the person never revealed who they were at the end of the year either. <laughs> Probably because they were so embar- ashamed. ashamed and embarrassed by how much they had dropped the ball. So um, there you go. I was able to Thanks. get that off my chest to the, to the uh, people that are listening. And now I feel a little bit better. I've been wanting to <laughs> vent now, that. I've, I've vented to you before, yes. but I felt like I needed to vent to a couple thousand people. Okay. And this was the best way to do it. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, Hermione is worried that the mysterious broom gift may be a hex gift from Sirius Black and kind of an inside Trojan horse way to hurt Harry. So Hermione... I feel like that's already been done, though. Like, Yeah. Come, up, the, back with, in the come Tro- up with something else. Back in the Trojan the War. Trojan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the... That's where the term comes from. No. It's exactly. You're right. No. That it has been I mean, before. the jinxed broom. I'm drinking cranberry juice right now. Nice. That's that's the only hint I'm going to give about my medical issues. <laughs> cranberry juice is disgusting. It's not bad. It's awful. Um, No, he, we've already had the jinxed broom. So I feel, mm. like, I feel like it's already been done. Is there a difference between a... A, a broom that like, somebody was like casting a spell on and a broom that has been previously uh, like packed with a spell on it? I mean, in the process that you go about doing that, yes. But the end result, no. It's just a jinxed broom. But that's kind of like if you buy a toy and it comes with the batteries already. Or you have to like go to the store and get the batteries to like put into the toy. So like this broom may already come with the batteries in it. <laughs> it doesn't need an outside uh, jinx put, or it doesn't need to be plugged in to the electricity, the jinx electricity. I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's working because like you put, you do that yourself. This was somebody else was jinxing his broom. Okay. So somebody cases. else went and got the batteries. Somebody else got the batteries. Gotcha. And got bad batteries. Well, Hermione tells McGonagall, who takes the broom away for testing, and Ron and Hermione are upset with... Ron and Harry are upset with Hermione, who doesn't think that she's done anything wrong. You know, she thinks that she's done something to help her friends. Yes. And her friends were just couldn't... Were so close to the trees that they couldn't see the forest. They were so enamored with this firebolt broom that they that's couldn't made see made out of wood from the trees in the forest that's not, uh-huh. that's, that, that's not, not where you're going with not the connection i was getting that they were <laughs> so enamored with the firebolt broom that they couldn't see the potential ramifications uh negative consequences that could come if uh, something was hexed by this or this broom was previously hexed and sent to hair because it is very it is very curious that somebody would send a such an expensive gift and, and not include the batteries. And not well, the batteries might be in there. We don't know. <laughs> the batteries might be in there. The bad batteries, the evil batteries. <laughs> the jinxed batteries. The jinxed evil batteries might be in there, but not even to put there. Because you better believe, if I'm giving somebody a gift that expensive, they're knowing who it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is a time where you can tell somebody, "I love you this much in this many dollars." <laughs> I believe that's a Michael Scott yeah. uh, office quote that I kind of uh, butchered there. Borrowed and, and twisted. Yeah, it's something like that. But you better believe I'm telling somebody, and if there's if there's a reason, there's got to be a reason that you're not telling somebody that you're giving them that expensive of a gift. So hopefully we'll find out, and hopefully we'll get some answers pretty quick in this chapter. Chapter 12, Jessica, is called the Patronus. Take it away. Okay, so in Chapter 12, in the beginning, the boys are still mad at Hermione. It's still Christmas break. Um, She's pretty much gone to hide in the library, they believe, and they just don't see her because they're mad at her and she's avoiding them. Okay, so before we go on anymore, I had had a note there 
And because you're kind of doing the, the rundown, and I just have like kind of questions that I wanted to shoot in right. in between. So I understand why Harry would be so upset with Hermione mm -hmm. because she basically took the gift away from him, and he needs a broom in order to play Quidditch, and he needs a decent broom in order to compete at a high level. But why is Ron so mad? Because he's mad for Harry, and plus he was going to get to ride on it. Okay. And he didn't get to ride that on it. That seems a that's lot. That's like the first thing he asks seems, later is, do I get to ride on that it? That seems a lot less of a reason to be <laughs> to be upset. I, I, I kind of see Harry, but I really don't get Ron. I think Ron's just being petty for a lot of other things. Well, Ron can be kind of petty, but if, if your brother got a really cool gift and your mom took it away, wouldn't you be mad for him? Especially with something you were going to get to play with, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little, but not to this extent. I wouldn't, like, go to war with him. Well, and he's... Over it. They're all friends, but he's also always had a little rockier relationship with Hermione. Remember in the very beginning, he was, like... He was one that was very anti-Hermione. She's the worst. Nobody. That's why nobody likes her. So they've always had a little bit rockier of a relationship. Do you have another one? Nope, that's it. Oh, Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to I thought you said that. questions, plural. I have, I have multiple questions. I have many questions <laughs> throughout this chapter, right. but that's the only one for, for Well, I'm going to need you to raise your hand and not speak out of turn. I apologize. <laughs> All right, so uh, the other kids come back from break. Oliver Wood shows up. He comes to talk to Harry. This is an interesting thing. I I was kind of surprised here. So, wrong, er, Oliver comes in and sits down with Harry. It's like, had a good Christmas? And doesn't wait for an answer. Just goes straight into, okay, so listen, we need to talk about your broom. Yes, Daniel. I have my hand up. Yes, you do. My next, my next <laughs> note is that Oliver Wood is kind of a jerk in this chapter. <laughs> Oliver, it's not Oliver, really a question, more of a comment. You can put your hand down after I call on you. Uh, no, I, I'm, doing you what kids, I'm doing what the kids do. <laughs> just letting you know that I'm speaking right now. Oh, okay. Uh, or the kid will just put their hand up and immediately start talking. I had my hand up! Like, okay, yes, technically you did put your hand up. But I didn't... You have to wait to be acknowledged. Uh, so Oliver in this chapter, he comes to Harry at the, the point, the early in the chapter you're talking about here. And and go ahead, and, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I jumped the gun. But you can you, <laughs> you can talk about... Uh, he, uh, what did Oliver actually say to, well, to Harry? That was, I kind of had a question. I wrote down a question here uh -oh. as well. So, reading it again, I don't remember if I interpreted this the same way the first time or if I was just, you know, sometimes when you're reading it, you just go. You just go and mm. you want to know what's going to happen next and don't really dwell on these little tiny things. That's what I usually, I usually read it just all the way through and mm -hmm. then I go back and read it like paragraph by paragraph to do my notes. questions and notes just because I don't. I tried to do it before where I could do it in one reading, mm -hmm. but it's just not... First of all, it's not as enjoyable. Second of all, it it doesn't... It's not... A, it doesn't flow as well when you do it that way. And I think even though you're stopping to, to write things down, you would think that that would enhance your comprehension of it. I think it actually hinders well, yeah, it. It stops and it takes you out of the story. It yeah. takes you out of the moment. Um, when I Because I have read them all several times, I'm more of... Like, I'll read the page and then go, is there anything here I need to write down to remember to talk about? No? Okay, go. Or I'll write down one line. 
Um, my notes are usually just a word or two for like a whole scene because I just need to remind myself, oh, talk about that scene. But when we got to this part and he was like, we need to talk, you know, listen, I really can't afford to have what happened last time happen. I've, I, the question I wrote down was, was he going to kick him off the team? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, it, that's what it kind of seemed like. He's like, oh, we can't really have you, uh... What if the Dementors show back up and we can't... We can't lose this match and if it, it we want to stay in the running. And it wasn't like, if we don't want the Dementors to show up because you might get hurt yeah, seriously this, this time. We'll no, lose. because we're going to lose our Seeker if that happens. And if we lose our Seeker, that puts us at a really big disadvantage. He is a seeker, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> You're looking at me like, well, he's not a seeker. No, he, no, he is. He okay. is. But I think it was more about losing that. If if they lose another game, they're mm-hmm. out of the right. running. Right. We can't have any. We can't have you falling Almost off your broom dying. again. Yeah. So. If some Dementors show up. And then later. So here he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm taking anti-Dementor lessons yeah. with lupin it'll be I actually, fine i actually wrote down anti-dementor <laughs> lessons right i'm gonna show you yep right. yep right there, there it is <laughs> with lupin it'll be fine it'll be fine and and, and he says how he got the firebolt for christmas mm-hmm. and now now Oliver's all excited again he's like good because i didn't want to have to lose you as a seeker yeah and i was like i didn't want to have to kick you off the team but <laughs> if you got a firebolt now and, and anti dormentor We need that firebolt on the team. So Oliver Wood, huge jerk in this chapter. He comes he to Harry. Is. He comes to Harry about the Dementors, and like you said, I think he was about to about kick, to kick him, off him off the team. The team. He was more worried about having the firebolt on the team than having Harry riding the firebolt on the team. Mm-hmm. And later in the chapter, he basically told. McGonagall that he cares more about winning than Harry's safety. Yes. Which is, dude, jerky McJerk face. <laughs> Quidditch is very important to some people. I guess so. I mean, that... I get it that you say that, like, you've said before, that, like, the Gryffindors are kind of like the jocks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, the jocks can be jerks. And there can be jerks in every house. Even, yes. Even Hufflepuffs. Yes. It's rarer. I can't think of any examples. Well, <laughs> the first year or second year when they were talking about Harry being the heir of Slytherin, there was a, wasn't there a Hufflepuff that year that was like Harry, 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 he's the one. Mm. I think there was a Hufflepuff that year that was kind of being head jerky jerk. Maybe. I mean, there's 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 good people and bad people, and I tell the kids at school all the time. There's good people and bad people of all colors. There's good people and bad people of all um, socioeconomic statuses. You know, just because of the color of your skin or how much money you have or what job you have, that's not what makes you a jerk or what makes you a good person. That's And the same thing here with, with the houses. Just because you're in Slytherin doesn't mean you're a, a bad person. Just because you're in Hufflepuff doesn't mean you're an inherent, inherently uh, super nice person. And most of the Gryffindors we've met are really, really good, genuinely good people so far. But, and Oliver Wood probably is a, a good person, but 
he, not when Quidditch is involved. He's so consumed with with athletics that I think it, it sometimes is at a hindrance to his other uh, personality traits. Yeah, with him, it's all he's always going to the extremes. You know, he was making them practice. Extreme! Practice all hours of the day and having like 30-minute pep talks and meetings before they have their super long practices in the rain. And he just... That's just kind of his thing to be extreme about Quidditch. Yeah. Oliver Wood, uh, you're, you're a stink, stink face. Stink face. Well, he does, in at the end of the conversation, promises to talk to McGonagall, which you were already hinting at. And then we kind of skip forward to uh, the lessons start back up for the semester. And um, Harry, first chance he gets, runs to Lupin and says, Can we start my lessons yet? My anti-dementor lessons? And Harry and Ron mention again that he looks really sick. And they kind of have another spat with Hermione over this. They're still not talking to her much, but I guess she just happens to be there. Yes, Daniel. Uh, so Hermione acts like she knows what's wrong. That it's obvious. With Lupin, but she won't tell them because they're being such jerks. Well, no. She just kind of says, isn't it obvious? And then and Ron kind of snaps like, at her. Why don't you tell us? And she walks off. I think he said something else a little rude to her. I I, so my question was, does she really know what's wrong with Lupin, or is she just... I think she does. Okay. I don't think... She has too much going on in her life to plot out being that petty, I think. Okay. I was just That was my and, question. And she does have a lot going on in her life right now. So the line that I have in my book, which is the U.S. version, I believe you have the U.K. version, is... Hermione says, well, isn't it obvious, said Hermione with a look of maddening superiority. If you don't want to tell us, don't, snapped Ron. Fine, said Hermione, haughtingly, and she marched off. She doesn't know, said Ron, staring resentfully after Hermione. She's just trying to get us to talk to her again. So, in my book, Ron's words were, if you don't want to tell us, don't. Yeah, that's what I was meaning, was he, like... She didn't say she wouldn't tell them until he, he said, well, then don't tell us. Because she just said, isn't it obvious? And see, right there. But that's Hermione. <laughs> like, she was probably really, isn't it obvious? That's, you ever heard of uh, the show That's So Raven? Yes. That's So Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, making that, I'm making that t-shirt, by the way. It's going to be in the That's So Raven font. But it's going to be That's So Ravenclaw. Can I wear it? Yes, you can wear it. Can it be in glitter? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm stuck on the glitter vinyl now. <laughs> I want glitter vinyl every that day. That is such a Ravenclaw uh, <laughs> statement right there. Isn't it obvious? Isn't it obvious? I mean, come on. But it is Ron. Okay. Ron seems to... We've discussed this before, that Ron's a little slower. I'm picking up on cues. I think Ron, if they had to resort everybody, he would be in like a. They'd be, they'd create a fifth house. <laughs> the clueless house. I don't know, but Ron, Ron, Ron would doesn't really fit into any of them. <laughs> when I think about it, you know, I, I mean, I guess you know, Gryffindor is probably the best of the four, but 
if he took like a BuzzFeed quiz, it would be like uh, 27% Ravenclaw, like 10% Slytherin. Let's see, what is that? 27 plus He's doing 10. the math, uh, He'd be like uh, 18% Hufflepuff. He'd be 0% Ravenclaw. Uh, so that's two, three, four. Hey, right? You already said he was twenty-seven percent Ravenclaw. Oh, Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna say, so how did he get zero, Raven- zero percent Ravenclaw, twenty-seven percent Gryffindor, ten percent Slytherin, eighteen percent Hufflepuff, and it would be fifty-five percent other. <laughs> like if, if he did like one of those uh, ancestry DNA things where you like spit in a little bag and you, uh-huh. you send it in, it'd be like, dude, we don't know what house you're in. <laughs> He's got red hair, so he like, just, I guess he just Gryffindor, goes with Gryffindor. I guess. Red, Gryffindor. And most of your, your family was in Gryffindor, yeah. I guess. But, dude, you're really... We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Here's your money back. <laughs> well, he's maybe he has to mature into it, like Neville did. Yeah, that's true. You know. Okay. <laughs> Where are we at? Oh, so yeah, Lupin looks sick. The guys had another run what with Hermione. Isn't it obvious? And then we switch... Or we flip to the next... To the lesson mm-hmm. with Lupin. So they decide to have it in the history of magic classroom because it's bigger. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> like, aren't all the, the classrooms sufficiently big? I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of books in there. What does that have to do with the lessons? You need a big room because it's because the whole history. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't make sense. All right. So, what did he bring to class? Well, this was my oh, God. <laughs> another question I had. Should I put my hand up or am no, I already, no, I already I'm, I'm, I'm engaging you in this lesson. So they're going to use a, a Boggart, which was introduced a few chapters ago, as the quote-unquote Dementor yes. for these practice lessons. And the reason that they say that they have to use a Boggart and they can't use a real Dementor to practice on, Lupin says... Well, we can't bring a real Dementor into the castle to practice on. My question is, is it would it would it have been that easy <laughs> to just bring a Dementor like go out I, and like clip well, a leash to it you and know, bring the, it in? The the best thing would do would be to get a real Dementor in here, but they're not gonna let us do that. It's like I could bring my dog to school whenever I want. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me, but I could easily get him and hit him or her in the door. (laughs) And that's what I'm, that's what Lupin's kind of making it sound like. We could easily get a Dementor in here. Well, they're all over the place outside. I'm thinking what they would do is. Was to open the window? No, the Dementor's out there and there's, there's one that is like, kind of has like the night shift and he's really kind of disenchanted with his. Uh, disenfranchised with his uh, like hierarchy in the Dementor lot, and he gets like you know he's got to guard the uh, castle gates at 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 night, and so they kind of you know say like, "Hey man, it's like really cold out here," and Sirius Black's not gonna come at like four o'clock in the morning. Why don't you just come inside for a little bit, get something warm to drink, warm up a little bit. We got, uh, you know, I don't know what the mentors eat. Um, Your soul. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> We've got soul cookies in here. 
they're, they they uh, taste like uh, what are the real gross Girl Scout cookies? The uh, what are the ones that nobody ever gets? Are they just like the the, the shortbread. The ones with just like the, just like the peanut butter in the middle, and there's like no chocolate on them or anything. Or are, are those or, the gross ones? I don't know. I there's only, some. There's that, only two that I eat, so I would guess all of the rest. You of eat the gross Thin ones. Mints and the Samoas. Yeah. Yeah, those are the two best ones. Yeah. Um, I like the the ones the chocolate covered peanut butter ones, but they have some that are just like like bland like <laughs> vanilla cracker. cookie, a cracker <laughs> with uh, like a saltine with some uh, jiffy peanut butter in the middle. Not jiffy, uh, off brand. And they're like five dollars a box. Here low you go. Fat peanut butter. So we've got uh, we've got those, but they taste like souls. Yes. And then they come in, and then we can just like ah, expecto patronum. <laughs> and he's like, hey man, stop. Dude, you didn't. You said there was cookies here. There's no cookies here at all. So that was my question. Well, we're gonna have to use a bogger because they're not gonna let us bring a real Dementor in here. My question was, would it be that easy to just get a Dementor? You said just go put a leash on him. Come here, boy. Here, boy. Like when there's like a lost when there's like a lost dog in the street and you're trying to like, and you you usually have like an extra leash in your car. Yes. Uh, for. And it works out for such situations if there's a... Uh, Sometimes they'll just get in your car because like, yeah. they want to go for a ride. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You get them close enough and you snap that leash on them. Uh-huh. And then uh, you got yourself a Dementor to practice on. Yeah. And then after you've you, after you've used and abused that Dementor all night, <laughs> you're just like, all right, buddy, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> see you tomorrow, get you back though? out in the cold. See you tomorrow, though, right? He's like, no, you won't see me tomorrow. I'm not coming back. I'm telling the other Dementors. Yeah, they wouldn't want that. So yeah, it's it's probably better not to get a real one. All right, not to just bring them inside. Yeah. So we got well, a bogger, I think it's though. more it's more of that they don't want to get in trouble with Dumbledore because Dumbledore is the one who says they can't come in. So getting the Dementor in is not the hard part. Nope. It's it's get, the not it's wanting to cross not, Dumbledore. Okay, that's that was my question. Yes. Okay. So we we were going to use it. We're going to use a bogger instead because we know that a bogger. Uh, for Harry. Shows itself as your biggest fear. Yes. And in this case, it will show itself as a Dementor to Harry, which is perfect. Perfect. Great. Um, so Lupin explains to Harry that he has to concentrate on a single happy memory. The happiest memory he can think of. And then, as you were saying earlier, the spell is Expecto Patronum. And um, so the first one memory that harry comes up with is his first time riding a broom mm-hmm. what is and a what is a patronus though the patronus charm yeah what what is a it says it conjures a patronus so what is a patronus i think lupin ex- explained, he explains it as, some kind it as of like, like po- it's, positive light it's a positive energy, like exact opposite of what a dementor yeah so when harry's focusing on his happiest happiest memory it's like taking that and putting it out there to protect you there's nothing bad for the Dementor. There's nothing bad in it. It's only the good memory. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing bad in it for the Dementor to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Harry so, kind of imagined himself conjuring like a big, like giant that he was like hiding Hagrid. behind. Ha- was it Hagrid? It was Hagrid okay. with a like a like a like a like a caveman club. Yeah, <laughs> like a Captain Caveman club. And he's like hiding behind his leg. Yeah. Okay. Protecting him from the... That's, that's what Harry's imagining. We haven't really got into the, the different Patronuses and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, Lupin says it's different for everybody. Right. That's all he really says. Mm-hmm. 
my I guess my other question would be Lupin said that it's a very advanced spell and skill. So it seems easy. You focus on your happiest memory, you say this um, charm, and then it it works. Why is it what makes it advanced? What 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 is not easy about it? Is it well, the the focus that you have to have? Is it the the fact that you have to you know keep your mind on one thing and not let any other little side you know things in what what's so advanced about this i think it's a lot of things it is the the staying super focused on the memory and kind of i imagine you know you have to kind of build a wall around it and that it's just that and that's Mm -hmm. what you're sending out it's like in ghostbusters at the end of ghost you're like have I seen Ghostbusters? Okay. At the end of Ghostbusters, <laughs> when they go to Zool, uh, and they she she says that whatever, uh, she said that you are going to uh, give oh, us Oh, yeah, make the, the monster. Yeah, you're going to make the monster. It's going to destroy this world. So they have to and clear like, their no, minds. And they're like, no, we're not. We're just going to. All right, guys, clear your minds. And, and he, he says, couldn't do it. The monster has been chosen. You're like, what? I didn't do it. And Ray thought of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Sorry, guys. <laughs> because he uh, he thought that if I think of something that that was good, that I have pos- fond memories of, then mm-hmm. it can't thing. possibly hurt us. Uh, and, and he uh, thought was- of roasting Stay Puff Marshmallows over the fire. I think it was like. Camp Wakanda or something like that. Wakanda? Yeah, like where Black Panther was. <laughs> you can go there? It sounded like Wakanda, whatever it was. But this, this like, I wonder if J.K. Rowling got this from, like, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I didn't think of anything. Did you think of anything? No, I sure didn't. Ray. <laughs> and then there's this, like, 50-foot marshmallow man that's just terrorizing the city. <laughs> but it's like exactly like you said. You have you have to like you you have to focus so entirely on this positive memory that anything could seep in, uh-huh. like it did with Ray. And, and especially with <laughs> the 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 impending doom in front of you, mm-hmm. that makes it really hard. And the Dementor is going to fight you on it. He's trying to pull up your bad memories mm-hmm. and make you f- drowned in those. So yeah, and then I Sounds think it's a lot like Ghostbusters. I'm just saying. Also. Because he said he felt drained afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, even when he just got up a little silver shield, yeah. it drained him. Mm-hmm. So, to actually conjure a full Patronus, I think that's, that's like, mm-hmm. even, you know, going to be like, even it's, harder. It's, so. like, it's like training. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't just get up and run a marathon. Mm-hmm. It takes months and months and months and months of, of training your body to be able to handle that um. strain and, and level, level of fatigue that that it takes to to do something that takes so much out of you and also like i think i was thinking when you said like a marathon i was thinking more of like like a high jump you had there's so many pieces in motion you got to stay focused on this and where the stick goes and whether you're twisting your body and doing this it's like you have to get that build up that muscle memory to where you can Mm -hmm. get all of the pieces to go exactly where they need to go when they need to go there and then you can do it right gotcha Gotcha. So Harry does several tries at, mm-hmm. at this. And, and every time he 
faints? Is that what happens? Or he just kind of like goes, yeah, almost like he, he like goes into the shadow realm for a second? It's foggy. It's foggy there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but then it also says Lupin was like <laughs> slapping him to wake up. So he faints. It's almost like when Frodo like puts on the ring and he goes into like that trippy like. We're <laughs> all over the place tonight. I'm just trying to pull in as many uh, listeners as I can. It's like we talk about Lord of the Rings. Are you doing pop culture we bingo ta- again? We talk about Ghostbusters on it. If you have Ghostbusters and Lord of the Rings, mark them down on your bingo boards, folks. <laughs> But Harry, Harry, you know, it's, they almost describe it as like he, like everything gets like real foggy and hazy mm-hmm. and he's like almost having like flashbacks and remembering like his parents. Yeah, we get some more chunks of his history here. So before it started off like on the train, he just heard some a woman screaming. And now we're getting really clear voices and discussion and he can hear them talking to each other and he, he really gets a better picture of what happened that night that his parents died just in this trap in this chapter where we're working on this yep so what's holding him back though like what is it just the fact that he's he's not that an accomplished of a wizard yet and this is an advanced spell what's taking it why is he only able to conjure like little sparks out of the you know the tip of his or little poofs out of the tip of of well, his wand or he can't stay focused on the good thing like okay. it, almost immediately but for Harry, it's extra hard, and that's why the Dementors affect him so much, is he's experienced such a traumatic, horrible event in his life. You know, he was a baby, but he essentially watched his parents die. Mm-hmm. Not his dad so much, but he heard it, and then watched his mom die. Um, you know, that's a huge traumatic event, and that's pretty it seems to be very easy for the mentors to just pull right at that string and pull it up to the front because that's where we go every time he encounters a mentor this may be a stupid question but how is he able to remember that just i mean he was magic yeah is that always the answer i mean they always say that like it's somewhere in your subconscious i mean it's not just in harry potter there are other like movies and TV shows where people claim that they like remember their birth or something mm-hmm. weird like that. So it's not just Harry Potter in this. <laughs> Dwight Schrute on the office. <laughs> yeah, that's what that. I was thinking. <laughs> He's like my happiest memory. It's like I remember a uh, uh, warm, darkness dark. and warm, and I'm swimming, <laughs> and all of a sudden a burst of light. <laughs> pressure, pressure, pressure. <laughs> If you have the office on your, on your bingo card, on your, go uh, ahead and mark fandom, that down now. Yeah, fandom bingo cards. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's just Harry Potter, but yeah, that's definitely what she's kind of pulling at here is that it's ingrained in his subconscious. It's there. He witnessed it, and it's taking the Dementors to pull it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we talked about the first happy memory he picked was the broom, flying on a broomstick, which is, you know, such a young boy for happy memory and he even realizes this isn't this isn't happy enough so he goes to when they won the house cup and you know that's it's kind of like the jack mm-hmm. answer there when we won the award mm-hmm. that's my happiest memory mm-hmm. and, and then but it kind of also drives home that he doesn't have a lot of happy memories so we've got yeah. this huge traumatic event in mm-hmm. his life that the dementors are just plucking that just string feeding off of. and he doesn't have a lot of good ones to counteract it mm-hmm. so that's another reason he's struggling with it gotcha gotcha so we have a a, a lot of 
attempts and a lot of work that's being done with Lupin and a lot of chocolate being eaten by Harry in order to because that helps you recover yes from the, from the stress is that happiness from, is that that helps you recover from the stress of doing the spell or from the passing out or from the dementia I think it's from like it battles when people are sad they eat chocolate yeah it makes yeah, you happy makes again yeah. As long as it's not dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Oh, that's because you're bitter. <laughs> you're, just, you're a bitter person. Just like you, you like your chocolate like you like your personality. <laughs> bitter. <laughs> uh, but I thought that, uh, and you might be getting to this anyway, but when they're at the end of one of their lessons and they bring up Sirius Black, Lupin has another odd reaction to the mention of Sirius Black. It will, first, we find out, he, Harry mentions that he now is hearing the voice of his dad. Mm -hmm. And Lupin's like, James? You're hearing James? And so we get that. We mm -hmm. didn't know that Lupin and James were friends mm -hmm. at school. And then later, like you're saying, at the end of end of this, the lesson, Harry kind of puts it together and is like, oh, well, you knew Black, too, mm -hmm. then. Because he was friends with my dad in school. And if you were friends with my dad, then you guys must have all known each mm -hmm. other. And he was a little more hesitant to admit that, but he does. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we knew each other. And this is not the first time that Lupin has had an odd reaction to the mention of Sirius Black. I think he dropped a, a mug in, in previous chapters when, some, when somebody mentioned Sirius Black. So, and I think I, I even mentioned at the time that there has to be more to... Lupin, this Lupin and Sirius Black connection that he's letting on, and I think Lupin's reaction to to it in this chapter even kind of drives that point home even more. There's more to this. Yeah, I felt like he wanted to deny it, but he logically he couldn't. Mm -hmm. Like Harry would know he was lying. Like he's like, I, this makes sense. I that's why, how I figured it out, and he's like, oh, yep, you got me. But then they talk some more about. Um, <laughs> I like how you're podcasting and spraying our dog with water. <laughs> She's digging the on same. the couch and she won't stop. You are a uh, a true Ravenclaw. You're able to multitask. <laughs> you're able to podcast. I had to go get the drop the, some drop some Harry Potter knowledge and discipline our, discipline our dog at the same time. And then the dog she comes, comes running to you for to comfort. Me. To be comforted because you sprayed her with water. Poor she little was thing. digging on the couch. It's okay, Robin. You can dig on whatever you want. No, you can't. Okay. Well, I yes, mean, Dad can. already bought a new. I already bought a new one. New... So you can dig on that as much as you want. <laughs> a new couch cover thing. Oh, brother. All right, so where are we going? Anyway, next? so yeah. Um, I forget how they actually got on the subject. Oh, Harry wanted to know what was under the hood of the Dementor. Mm -hmm. And they have a face. And he's like, well, they have something because they give the Dementor a kiss. Mm -hmm. And so they have some kind of jaw that locks mm -hmm. onto a human mouth and mm -hmm. sucks their soul out, which mm -hmm. we kind of started talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And um, Lupin mentions that this is what has been sentenced to black if mm. they find him they can just go ahead and suck his soul out mm -hmm. which we're not gonna worry you. about anything else which doesn't kill you just makes you like a shell of a yeah a your brain and your heart still work he mm -hmm. said but you don't have any like thoughts or memories or personality anything. or feelings you're just a uh a walking robot essentially yeah 
So that was not a happy note to end class on. I think, and there was another thing where Lupin kind of said, do you think Sirius Black deserves that? And Harry's like, yeah, he deserves it. Deserves it. And that kind of hurts Lupin a little bit. I don't know if it really hurts him. I don't know if that's the right word, but he reacts negatively to, to that. that too. So that that's another hint that there's something between in the history of Lupin and Sirius Black mm-hmm. that we haven't really found out yet. And I know a little bit that I remember from the movies, yeah. but I'm sure you know way Oh, I know all more. kinds of things. <laughs> all kinds of things. Um, so then we're out of anti-dementor class. They are back in the common room. They Ron's actually kind of fixated on Hermione, sitting in the corner doing all of her homework, trying to figure out how she can possibly do that much work. Mm-hmm. And Oliver pops in again and says, Bad news, I tried talking to McGonagall and she got shirty with me. <laughs> yeah, I had that in my <laughs> book too. Uh, was that the word that you said? That yeah. Was, okay, so... So it was in italics in your book. My yeah. book, it was just normal. So we liked, what we like to do is when Jess comes across a an odd word... In her UK version, she will go and search out my US version and see if they have changed. And you, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we like to do this from time to time. And you know that's where the uh, was it was it sweaters and jumpers yeah. came from. And, and yeah, and there's been a lot of, of different words like that that we kind of have fun with. But less now. Like in the right. first book, mm-hmm. a lot. Second one, maybe a couple. Now they're just kind of like, this is what how people. In England talk, yeah. so you're just going to have to get used Deal to it. Deal with it, America. Get some culture. But this one was shirty. She got shirty, shirty with, with me. me. And it was the same word, but mine was in italics to let us dumb Americans know <laughs> that, hey, <laughs> you know, this is not a misprint. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be another word that you might have <laughs> think. <laughs> I thought about that, too. I was like, wait a minute. No, it did, wouldn't did be they, that. Did they spell it wrong? <laughs> That's it's not a what PG it's show, to be. so we're not going to say it. We're not even going to spell it. No, but I think you can figure out what we thought it might have been. But yeah, she got a little shirty with him. So he didn't get the broom back, and that's when Oliver got into more trouble because mm-hmm. he said he was arguing with McGonagall. And well, who cares if he? I mean, who cares if it's hex? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? He's going to fall off the broom as long as, as, long as he catches, first. As long as he catches that snitch first. Wrong thing to this say is. to McGonagall. McGonagall likes winning, too, but she loves the kids even more. Yes. So so Harry has to take it on now. So every day after class, he goes and bugs her, mm-hmm. and they have, stop asking me, Harry. So he's got no broom. His lessons, his anti-dementor lessons are not going well. Mm-mm. He's sad about that. Well, plus uh, Wood has upped the practices to five days a week. And on top of the fact that these anti-dementor lessons with Lupin are taking so much out of him, mm-hmm. he said he said that feels like uh, like a six six day a week practice. On it's top, worse than practice, which he is worse. Yeah, th- that's worse. And then add to the Quidditch practice on top of it, Harry's just mentally and physically exhausted, and probably emotionally exhausted too. Yes, definitely from, from everything. So he's he's not doing so hot. No. He's it's it's really a lot of strain on a on a teenager, on anybody, but especially on a teenager. Yes. Uh, well, by the end of the chapter, <clears throat> McGonagall does give Harry his broom back, mm-hmm. and then he immediately runs into Ron, 
who I guess Ron knew that McGonagall was looking for him, so he was also looking for him. And like I said before, the first thing. So do I get a, Do I get to write it? Mm-hmm. Do I get to write it? Yeah, and like everybody wants to see it too and touch it <clears throat> and. Yeah, some people just want to hold it mm-hmm. and, like, cradle it. And <laughs> Kiss it. Yeah. Um, and then they decide to make up with Hermione. But they are... You mentioned before that they're suspicious of Hermione. I kind of uh, had that written down and before we get too far away from it. They're suspicious of Hermione taking all these classes because this is the first time we've actually mentioned schedules not lining up. Mm-hmm. Where Hermione has has taken this other class and hasn't missed it, but that's not possible because either all of those classes or some of those classes take place at the same time as these other classes... That she hasn't missed. That she hasn't missed either. And that's not possible. Now we're starting to think that there's something fishy going on with with Hermione. Um, I also want to note that when we were... Ron... So Harry's headed back to the common room, ran into McGonagall, ran into Ron, and then at the portrait they ran into Neville. <laughs> Poor Neville can't get the in because he wrote down all the passwords for the whole week mm-hmm. and lost them. Mm. That's probably not going to work out well for people. So, so does that mean that that list is floating around somewhere? Yes. Or possibly maybe somewhere. maybe he didn't lose it, maybe it was taken from him. Maybe. Uh, well, I didn't even think of that until you said that. I just thought, oh, it's just Neville being Neville. Just Neville being Neville. But now that we've got a, uh, a, a escaped murderer on the loose. Who's already we, tried to get into the portraits know, <laughs> once. Uh-huh. And that that's why we had to change the, 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 person, yeah, the person that guards. The, well, the, the portrait. The person that, you know, our thing that, our entity that guards the common room. We know that they want to get in there to get into Harry. That's not good if all those passwords are <laughs> floating for the whole week somewhere. Not great. No, not good at all. Uh, but we have even worse. So R- Harry kind of sits down and has a little makeup time with Hermione. Mm-hmm. While things are seem to be getting patched up, Ron comes running down screaming at Hermione with a bloody bed sheet, mm-hmm. and he can't find Scabbers. But he did find something else. Yeah. Some ginger hairs on the floor. Ginger cat hair. Isn't he a ginger? So, could it be his? It could be. <laughs> it could be. Um, so, it, what we think has happened at the end of the chapter is that Crookshanks has finally gotten scabbers. Gotten that, scabbers. That Crookshanks has been so obsessed with getting two scabbers for some reason this whole time. We can't find scabbers. We found some cat hair and we found some blood on the bed sheet kind of leads you to believe that maybe Crookshanks finally did the deed and Scabbers may be... Uh, Something's happened. Yeah, something bad has, ha- has happened. Um, but, as always, we know that there's more to what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more than meets the eye if you have Transformers on your... <laughs> oh! On your fandom... Bingo! Uh, bingo board. Yo, nice! <laughs> I don't think I can win, though. No. So. No, it's like those contests. Because like, I can uh, fix it. Because you work for the company, you can't you can't win. When my dad used to work at Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. when, when I was growing up, they would have those uh, contests, you know, giving away a million dollars or whatever on on TV. And uh, he, 
we I would want to to enter it because we had like all the proofs of purchase because we got so much free Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah. And he said we can't we can't enter because even if you if you won we couldn't win because you can't win if you work for the the company because. Because you get free Coca Cola, you didn't buy the product. Well, yeah, that too. But and it that, looks sketchy. Yeah, ex- exactly. So you know they have to have apparently they have to have like an outside like firm. Uh, whenever you do like a lottery or a prize giveaway or something like that, you have to have an outside uh, third party to authenticate the results and everything like that. You know, just like just like a you know state lottery or something like that. So um, you know you wouldn't be able to win here because we would have to. That and we don't have a prize because it's not a real game. We got prizes. I can come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a real game before the end of this journey is over, and it's gonna be amazing. Uh, we're wrapping up the, the chapter here. Uh, there was a couple things I wanted to, I thought were of note that I wanted to throw out there before we get out of here. Uh, Hermione, remember mm-hmm. her? Yeah, she's a yep. main, she's a main character. Remember her? Yep. <laughs> Just a little known character. I sure in the book. do know her. I like how I'm stumbling over everything. I'm still recovering, guys. Yes. I apologize. You didn't eat one day for like 30 hours. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> And then after the surgery, probably threw up everything. And, and then the doctor said, "Okay, after your surgery, uh, just like you know, he wanted you to have cra- like crackers, crackers and, and like, juice and like bread and you know stuff that was like well, like right after the surgery yeah. when you came upstairs from recovery, he said just like crackers and juice. Like and I was so hungry though. When, so they so when they brought me pulled pork sandwich and potatoes and baked beans and, and milk, strawberry and- jello, and I no, got. Pudding, I thought. Strawberry pudding. Strawberry yeah. pudding. And I gobbled it all down and then <laughs> threw it all up. We didn't have a very good experience at the hospital. Later. I'm going to apologize to all the nurses out there, but the ones that we had were not that great. Yeah. We won't name the hospital, though. If you want if you want to know the name of the hospital, send us an email, <laughs> broomstitch.bugbeer.gmail.com, and we'll, we'll spill the beans on that. Like, I spilled the beans after my uh, yeah. <laughs> surgery. Uh, Hermione's doing... Uh, muggle studies is one muggle of her studies. classes and i thought it was funny she had to like write a paper on why muggles need electricity <laughs> i thought that was hilarious i was like what oh yeah i guess i guess wizards would would be curious on why that and then the other thing that i saw is that she was looking at a book that just had diagrams of muggles lifting heavy things <laughs> that's hilarious to me that that that's so fascinating to the to the wizarding Wizards. world like man could you believe they lift that with their hands and their backs and their legs like, well i think it meant like <laughs> like they had to like invent things like pulley systems and how they had to lift like really heavy things now see i'm just and, like a I'm jack, just imagining, like, jack the car i'm just imagining like a diagram of just, just some some like regular looking like dude. team lift on the side of the box yeah, exactly <laughs> just like some regular looking dude lifting a box and they're like how does he do that or like some uh, some uh, like Olympic weightlifter or something like that. How does he lift that heavy weight without think magic? That that's what it was. I think that's I'm what it was. I'm pretty sure it was like. Well, we don't have any uh, inventions proof here. that for to help I don't know. muggles it said lift muggles heavy lifting things. heavy things. It didn't say mach- muggle machines lifting heavy things. So that's what I, I'm imagining. Like the team lift uh, caricatures that are on the side of the box, and they got two dudes like lifting that you carry thing. through the store by yourself. Yeah, I usually do that just to just to kind of show everybody what I'm all about. <laughs> because we all we all know. Yeah, a little Gryffindor in you. We all we all know Jack. that the only thing that I'm I'm good at is 
lifting heavy things <laughs> at this point in my life. Not right now. Not right now. I can't lift over 20 pounds, apparently, according to the uh, uh, the instructions that I was given. And I tried to do uh, some push-ups earlier today, my first exercise in, in over a week. I hit about 20, and, and my arms felt like they were going to fall off my body. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. No. That's not good. But um, what is good is the fact that we're back. And we hopefully are. we'll get back on track with these podcasts here and start bringing them to you at least once a week. Maybe if we can, you know, get on our, uh, you know, you know, get on our back on our routine. Maybe we can even pump, you know, two out in a week. Uh, not every week, but maybe once know, in a while. Once in a while, and just kind of you know get back on track because we're more than halfway through this book. We'd love to get through this book and then, you know, see them check out the movie and do some compare, compare and contrast and then uh, move on to the next uh, chapter in the saga of harry potter that's confusing you mean the next book the next what would be a better word installment installment yeah i like that because we're just we're about to talk about the next chapter yeah and and that's just confusing the next chapter is actually gryffindor versus ravenclaw is what it's called and hufflepuffs are gonna be watching yep and cheering on both teams we just want everybody to be happy we just want it to we just want to see a good game Oh. And we just want to see a good game. And everybody yeah. everybody competes and everybody's like goes out for you know uh, ice cream afterwards. For ice cream and toasted ravioli afterwards. Oh, babe, nobody uh, only St. Louis people know what toasted ravioli is. Ooh. Okay. If you don't know they what don't toasted, know. If you don't know what toasted ravioli is, hit us up. At Broomsticks B on Twitter, and we'll give you a little. It's my favorite history lesson. Jennifer, we will be getting some toaster ravioli when you come this summer. And gooey butter cake. And gooey butter cake. And what else is there? Oh, you know, we should add Ted Drews to that, but I'm just not. I'm not that that big on Ted Drews. Uh, Our dog Batman is. You know, you know how you go to these uh, ice cream places and they have like dog ice cream. Some do, yes. Yeah. Some. And Some went, places I, have it. Well, most pla- most ice cream places have like a, a dog ice cream. Doozles has it. And I went to Ted Drew's and I said, "You guys have like dog ice cream?" They said, uh, "Yeah, we usually just put like a scoop of vanilla in a bowl." I go, "Okay." He loved that because ice cream. it was regular vanilla ice cream. I don't it know. was not dog ice cream. I don't know, Jess. I asked them if if they had dog mm. ice cream, and they handed me something to feed to my dog, and he loved it. So, it, for all you uh, dog owners out there, head on over to Ted Drew's. It's on Chippewa here in St. Louis. Uh, they are not a paid sponsor of the show. I'm just doing this on my own because or they have the best. You dog can go ice cream. to Doozles and get actual dog ice cream. It's not as good. They get the little frozen bones. It's not as good, though. But probably, probably won't make them sick. <laughs> because it's not real dog ice cream. Because <laughs> it's not real dog ice cream. It's so, he loved it so much, though. We got to go back. We'll find a list of stuff for you and uh, Jennifer to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anastasia, and, but I don't think she listens. No, maybe she does listen now. She doesn't listen. She was going to. Okay, then I don't know if she's allowed to come visit. <laughs> She doesn't even download it? Like, I don't know. Actually, I think now that I said that, she does listen. Wow. But we don't talk about it. Like, Jennifer, while she's listening, will text me about mm. what we're talking about, and I have to try and remember. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, that was so funny when you guys said that. And I'm like, said what? Mm-hmm. You remember? What? Remember? You remember that thing that you said that one time? <laughs> we done here? Because we're almost at an hour. Yeah. Yeah, Anything we're done. Else you wrap this up. Anything else you want to say? Hi to all our new uh, 
listeners. Yeah, thanks so much to everybody. Everybody was so nice and engaging and um people were wearing our buttons thankful, all over thankful the place thankful to us for being there we uh, we're more thankful to you for showing up and not making us you know perform to an empty room <laughs> you know that was that would be more disheartening than anything else so we thank everybody uh if you were in the house you know give us a we've had some people that have you know liked us on facebook and twitter since then uh, you know, give us a shout out if you got any pictures of the event. You know, send them to us, and uh, we'd we'd really love to to hear about your experience and uh, what we could do to make the show even better. And thank to everybody for downloading, listening, subscribing, and spreading the word. You can listen on any podcast platform and reach out to us, interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, or email. Uh, Facebook is just Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Twitter at broomsticksb, email broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, and send us an email or a question, and we'll give you a shout out and read your question and uh, or comment on the air. And I think it's going to do it for this edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Until then, I'm your Hufflepuff host, Dan Rhino. I'm your Ravenclaw host, Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you next time. Bye.